0: Citizens of the Reject Nation, I am just walking out of Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods. IMAX invited me to an early screening and I highly recommend you see it in IMAX. This is a big, bold, loud movie that should be experienced. Big, bold, and loud. It is the Fury of the Gods. Gods are enormous. See it thusly. Thank you so much to IMAX and you watching this video. Please do leave a like below. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think of this review, what you thought of the movie. Let me know anything. I'm going to read them. Let me know in the comments what's going on. Also, Citizens of Reject Nation, we. The Rejects are doing our first panel on Sunday, the 26th at 11 a.m. at WonderCon. I am so excited to see you there. We're going to talk the state of DC, the state of Marvel, the state of the industry, and I want some fan interactivity, so we'll see you there. All right, let's get into this movie. Now, going into this, the movie has a 68% Rotten Tomatoes as of press as of the time I'm filming this. It also had a trailer I liked and a trailer I was okay on, and the first movie is my favorite of the DCEU, so the stakes were high. Impossibly high. It's my favorite, and it's a sequel, and then word of mouth wasn't that great, so I went in a little concerned i had such a good time in this movie i honestly think that going into it worried helped my experience because i smiled the entire time there is a sense of childlike glee and wonder that is the shazam universe that is so good that i now want a rolling reboot of the dc universe as opposed to a hard reset of the dc universe i've been very clear in that i think it's cleaner to just get rid of the old universe if you want a new superman than henry cavill if you want to tell these new stories of these new characters in the roles that they'll need to play in the dcu versus the dceu i like this so much I want a rolling reboot that it seems to be what James Gunn is described as doing. And that's that's what I want. Like, I had such an incredible time in this movie. The first one warms my heart in a way I can't even describe. I have such a soft spot for foster family, for blood family versus adopted family, for choosing your own family. There's a reason I love the Fast and the Furious films. They're about family. Yes, that is also referenced in this film. And yes, this film stars three Fast and Furious folk. Now, I am passionately obsessed with the idea of maintaining a childlike sense of wonder. I am passionately obsessed with what it means to be childlike without being childish, and once again, they nailed that. Once again, they managed to make me feel a childlike sense of wonder without the movie being childish all the time. There are certainly childish jokes. There are moments that are just ridiculous and I still somehow felt them. And that that brings me to some of my favorite standout performances, which would be Jack Dylan Grazer, man. Jack Dylan Grazer's got his own stronghold on a very specific type of comedy. That kid is everywhere for a reason. That kid should be everywhere. And he's so good in this and he's so much in this and you love him and he's the ultimate underdog and you're so endeared to him. And he's just such a powerful performer. He, He brings you in to such a level like you want to know him and that's that's so special he's such a star for lack of a better term and then zach levi man zach levi i was so worried after the first film that that the one noteness of the character could happen and it didn't the character could be one note with a lesser actor this could be a very cheesy in a bad way instead the cheese works more than not and zach levi is an adorable giant kid and it works. This is big, but as a superhero and it absolutely works and it doesn't get stale, it doesn't get old. The humor lands for me nine times out of 10. There sure are jokes that don't work, but there's so many moments that do, it outweighs them all. And as I said, there were moments that emotionally didn't pay off, and I'll talk about my negatives near the end, but there are moments that I wanted to be critical and I wanted to more uh, judgmental just as someone watching a movie. And then the glee outshone the cynicism. I was like, I should be critiquing. I didn't want to. There are some edits that I didn't love that they took away some emotional moments, but I was still so giddy that they never went away, which also brings me into another standout performance. Diamond Hansu. I love that actor. I'm such a giant fan of that actor. I really wanted more of him in the first. We get more of him in this, and I am so happy with the way he's portrayed, with the glee of having him on screen. I don't want to give too much away, but there's uh, some wonderful Diamant Hansu moments. Rachel Zegler, I've only seen in West Side Story. She is such a delight. The thing she's able to do in this is really special, and this is a non-spoiler review, so I don't want to give anything away, but she's able to make unbelievable circumstances not only believable, but you care about every decision she could make and you buy the decisions she make even when they seem impossible she makes the impossible possible which is what acting is but she does it with such grace such dignity such poise and you want to love her at all times and it's such an incredible feat what she's able to do and in that same vein Helen Mirren as a villain is so wonderful because she brings a gravitas to anything she does but here the gravitas helps serve the entire narrative of the film because it's doing things that I don't think worked in Thor Dark World or other Sword and Sandals superhero films because they the gravitas to Helen Mirren, you buy a lot more. The entire third act goes into some truly absurd things and some characters I don't want to give away that are archetypal characters from myth, and they're Design is so stunning and so wonderful. And that's actually one of the things that I think is slightly better than the first film for me. Is there are character designs that I like more than the sins from the first film that serve the narrative better, that feel more tied in, and it gives them a comic sense of scope. This feels like a comic book in so many ways. And the Shazam comics are insane. There's talking tigers, there's crocodiles, there's insane moments, but this movie is able to give you that scope with these character designs while also being this world of Shazam that feels so unique to itself that also feels like it could happen. It's balancing deftly many tones. It feels like a comic. It feels almost plausible. It feels Greek myth. It feels like so many things. And all of it is glee and joy. Even when the movie's dark, the sense of childlike wonder is there because of these actors. Asher Angel, man. One of my only negatives is I wanted more Asher. And again, the emotionally resonant moments in the first movie. I do prefer the first film. I do think the first film is more of like an AA minus. It's my favorite DCEU film. This one's about a B plus for me. That's not that far off. They're close. But there are some heartfelt moments in the first film that this one didn't quite have. But I do like that the first film was like a coming of age story. And this film is like, like a college story, like the next step in a story, a good evolution of a story. But whereas the first film felt very 80s and Amblin, this one feels like the walkabout. This one feels like Pagemaster. This feels like the early 90s. This feels like the late 80s going into early 90s where these adventure movies were so unique and bold and weird, and it just goes there, and it keeps going there. I do think the first one is more for me, but I do think the second one does a lot of new things really well, and again, this is something that I enjoyed so much. I want to live in this universe more. I want to dive deeper into this world. I want more of all of these things. I do think Lucy Lou, I've loved forever. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of... uh. A backstory with some of her choices. I do think that I, I enjoyed the hell out of Lucy Lou, but I wanted a little bit more context for some of her decisions. I do think that would have helped me be more invested in that side of things, but I was more invested than I expected. I went in with very low expectations and I was rooting, actually rooting for a lot of things. The opening sequence, there's an action sequence that's uh, on a bridge, and basically that whole sequence is kind of a, a proof of concept of how to do a team-up well, how to tell a family story with dialogue, and how to tell a superhero story as a team with action. And it's balancing family and action just as the movie does the rest of the time. I love the shazam I have such a soft spot for what it means to be a family, as I said at the top, but the shazam feels like one. Like, those actors feel like they're connected. Those foster parents feel like their adoration for these kids absolutely translates. And then the set piece I'm talking about is able to also skip you ahead from where we left them off. They just got their powers. This jumps you ahead to their working as a team. This gives you Fantastic Four, X-Men, you know, dynamic of of compatibility, of partnership, of how they would have learned how to use each other's powers with each other. And then that ties into the greater plot and exposition. It also ties into what it means to be a family. It does the family heart and team brain thing so beautifully well over and over again. And that opening sequence, it really just shows my love for this world. The negatives are some elements of editing, do undermine emotionality. There, there are sequences where I'm like, oh, they, they could have used a different take, or oh, you cut away as soon as it was feeling like a moment, or ooh, you could have let that breathe. That bothered me. There's a lot of jokes and nine out of 10 land, but when they don't land, there's a bit of a an oof to it, but that is a comedy thing. Like, I can't really begrudge the film that because while that is an issue, this feels more lived in than most DC or Marvel films when it gets to the action. Like, a lot of action, there's always like the same civilian or like the same people they cut to to be like this is actually happening this movie's got so many moments of like civilians in peril that feel like people you could run into and they're not the same person you keep running into at the coffee shop in fact uh, david f sandberg has a cameo with the third act of of one of these civilians it was, it was funny to see the director cameo like that i missed those but like the the movie makes you feel lived in so when the comedy doesn't work it almost feels like the character would find that funny so even if it doesn't work for you it worked for them i don't know i just i feel like these characters are so well fleshed out but another negative would be that i don't i don't think they use the young version of them enough i do feel like there was an element of we need zach levi a lot so we can't let him be asher and that bothered me because asher's a great actor and, and i really like his billy batson but the kids overall felt like they didn't get as much time to balance as they did in the first film so i would have liked to see more of the kids would have liked some different edits would have liked some different moments but the score really makes the emotional resonance work the comedy really worked for me i was gleeful the entire time i disagree with the rotten tomato score and i know a lot of people are like Koy likes everything he hasn't lately and he really liked liking something again. So if this is the Koi Likes Everything review, I'm happy it's back. I missed that Koi. And Koi was childlike and gleeful throughout. So thank you, Shazam Lee. If you love the first one, check out Shazam. I hate that it's getting underserved by the marketing. I hate that it's getting tossed around because of the new universe coming in. And I hate that people are like, I'm not gonna see it because it doesn't connect there are moments that i think you'll miss out on in cinema for this movie not being advertised the right way and there's also things that have been revealed in marketing that are used so much more cleverly than you think and there's an incredible comedic set piece that is a bait and switch tying to the first film that is pure genius that is such a self-aware moment from the director that i really enjoyed the scene at dinner I could keep going on. I'm going to do a spoiler review, hopefully, with Greg uh, this weekend. But for now, this is going to be my spoiler free happy, happy Shazam fan. B plus ish. Loved it.